you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books, then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to the Science Fictionary Podcast. It's not really a podcast anymore, is it? Show. Sorry, I was trying to just now. Two weeks in a row you've done that. But it, it just now, like, got on to the fact that we're here. So now I can talk to people in the chat. Hi, people in the chat. I mean, hi, people in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're here to talk about the Ms. Marvel finale. And uh, real quick before we get going, it's kind of going to be just kind of a general, um, you know, how we felt about the episode, the character arcs. Um before I do really intense breakdowns, I like to watch things more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about doing this thing where we do the episode sooner, but it means I probably only got to watch it once before we do. So uh, we are working on a round table. Uh, we're going to have to see who all can show up, but a lot of guests hopefully are going to come in and everybody get a chance to uh, give their two cents on Miss Marvel. Yes. Um, and, and I think, I think David, um, and Maddie may do something. Yeah, too at David some point. work has kept David away the last couple of weeks. So I think but he, he has will opinions. do a separate video sometime over the next few days uh, to share his opinion. Uh, I will share a little bit about what he he sent us uh, right before we started tonight. Um, One might call it a tirade. Yeah, I think I think he hasn't liked it quite as much as we did, but that's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah. That's that's kind of normal around here, is we yeah. generally get Somebody, uh, varying be the degrees outlier. of yeah. It's always a different person, but yeah, usually keeps it interesting. All right, so um, it's over. We we've seen the finale. I will definitely say now that this is my second favorite MCU Disney Plus series. It finished really strong. And it pushed real hard. If it had been the only reason it doesn't push past Hawkeye for me is Hawkeye was geared for my age group. This was geared for a little younger. And there's nothing at all wrong with that. I'm actually really happy that they did that. Uh, It was time to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very glad that they did that. But because it's not necessarily all geared towards me, it falls a little short of Hawkeye for me. But I feel like they're real even in the way the stories were told. Mm-hmm. Um, this was more creative. I feel like both of them have a lot of heart and charm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, you know, I think, you know, the the Hawkeye, the the kind of the, the diehard elements and, and stuff like that, really just a little more my speed. But overall, like if I was just going to objectively break down the two series, I would say they're pretty neck and neck. That's fair. I feel like that's um, I think that I would just choose Hawkeye personally. Yeah. Um, and this one finished really strong, I feel like. Marvel series, 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 series. What series. is the plural of series? Is it just series? It's just series. Eh, who knew? Marvel series. Still doesn't sound right. Either way. Then go with series. Okay. Okay, there has been a history, a trend in Marvel series. This is a pressing problem. Either way, they don't always finish strong. <laughs> you, know, don't, you know, 
uh, WandaVision was a great show and the finale was fine, but it wasn't better than anything that came before it. No, you know, no, you just had a fight during it. It it was a, I mean, it was a solid arc. Um, And I know for a lot of people, that's their favorite Disney plus series. And I will admit they took big risks Mm -hmm. in that one. Um, Well, the thing was like the shtick was up by the time you got to the end. You know, and that's yeah. kind of the part of the charm of the first half of WandaVision. Was well, the of course, mystery of what 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 does it mean? All the speculation and the questions and the yeah, and of course we are going to at some point have to talk about with WandaVision. You know, sort of. I mean, it doesn't taint the series, but it was definitely setting up Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, which is not that high on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. So does it sort of the setup sort of fall flat now that they the follow through was considered subpar? I didn't mind Multiverse of Madness. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't exactly my thing. Horror just isn't. Um, I think that's always the risk. Everybody's always like, "Oh, let bring directors in, let them do their own thing." Right. Multiverse of Madness is. Why that's risky, Mm -hmm. you know, because you brought in and they did have, they did pull some things out, but you brought Sam Raimi in and you very much let him make a Sam Raimi movie. I am way more of a Sam Raimi movie than even Spider-Man in a lot of ways. But I also don't agree with the fact that, oh, Marvel movies are totally cookie cutter and directors have never gotten to kind of put their stamp on things because the Russo brothers stamp are is all over the MCU. Absolutely. But Sam Raimi has a little bit more of a niche. And it's the whack kind of wackiness. It's, of it's, his... it's he's, he makes weird horror movies. Mm-hmm. So whenever and that's why, that's why Sam Raimi fans love him. Right. But it was a really distinct, you know, it was like, let's make the evil dead and, and Marvel. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he did. I think it was a good no, movie. I think, I I think it. it's a good movie. It's very mid-tier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is or, fine. Something's got to be there. Yeah. No, for sure. I you just think... always be up in the ante. I think with what movies... Was multi, Multiverse of Madness... We've got had three movies this year, right? We had Multiverse of Madness. There was Spider-Man this year? It was this year, yeah, right? Yeah, Spider-Man was this year. And Thor. Yeah. So we've had three. Mm-hmm. This is the bottom of those three for me. I mean, yeah, but... Well, yeah, but in fairness, like, you know, Thor's kind of been a mixed reaction film. And is, I don't know. Is like, the everybody's lo- decided, like, they have to hate it. I agree. I, I feel like part of the reaction to Doctor I, Strange and Thor has been just people deciding they have to hate it. So what I'd like to go by is Cinema Score. Okay. And that's what we're actually seeing. So Cinema Score, if you're not aware, actually poll people coming out of theaters. Ah, uh, Okay. And it is the lowest cinema score, you know, cinema score for any Marvel film. Which is now it's only it's a B plus. So which is which which one? Which movie? Thor. Thor, really? Which is really kind of an odd thing for me. Oh, I loved it. Um, The more I the more I dwell on that movie, the more I like it. And I even told somebody the other day after the day after we watched it, I think I liked Ragnarok better. But the more I think about it. And that movie may have a lot more heart 
to it yeah. than than uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok is a blast. Oh, Ragnarok is so. But fun. again, but that's another one. Like if you're not a fan of Taika Waititi's humor, you're not going to love those movies. And that's, that's and some people just don't. And and that's the risk is some people just don't like that kind of humor. I think for my you know my generation, like that's Taika Waititi is very much of my generation, mm-hmm. and and that's um you know it, it's sort of that kind of wave of kind of off the radar directors a little bit. They're not your big mainstream Hollywood directors, weren't. but they weren't. He is. I mean, now you can't say that. And you used to couldn't say that about Edgar Wright, but I mean, Edgar Wright's a big commodity now. He just doesn't like to do a lot of movies. Uh, he's very picky. Um, but like people like Ed, I mean, it's kind of like Edgar Wright. I mean, they're kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um a little more wacky. Yeah, but they both do very silly humor, and man, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fair. I mean, it's like some people watch Monty Python, right? Python's a very good early example. The Python Crew is a very good early example Mm -hmm. of this kind of stuff. Like you either like it or you don't. I mean, doesn't everybody like it? They don't though. Like if you go watch reactions to it online, you will find people who are like, "What the hell did y'all make me watch?" Really? Yeah, and so it's because I don't enjoy all of Monty Python. Sometimes it's a little dumb, especially like um the this show, Flying Circus. Flying Circus. Like every once in a while, it's like (laughs) that's just like a little bit much. Uh, But oh my gosh, um. The Holy now, I mean, it gets a little bit oh, like that close to sacrilegious sometimes, which is never going to be my favorite. However, I mean, like King uh, King Arthur. Wait, what is the Holy Grail? What is it called? Monty Python Mon- and the Holy Grail. And the Holy Grail. <laughs> Jeez, y'all, yeah. my brain is just not here today. Yeah. So I mean, but like I said, you know, like with with people like Edgar Wright, Taika Waititi, uh, older things like Python, mm-hmm. you either like it or you don't. It's just yeah. not everybody's cup of tea. And and I think yeah. that's always when you do a movie like that, it's always going. And the same could be said of Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. um, as far as different um, different genre, mostly not entirely. Um, Sam Raimi it's sort of wacky and weird and some people love it and some people don't. And it's just, um, it was that way before they did Marvel films. I mean, their, their stuff's just yeah. very kind of mixed as far as the way people react to it. Um, Joker, uh, we are still going to try to set up a round table sometime in the next few days. If you don't mind when you get a chance, um, uh, well, you don't do Twitter. So if you want to like shoot me an email at like at the science fictionary at gmail.com, uh, and let me know what some good times for you are. And, uh, I will get back with you about trying to set up a round table. We want to get a lot of voices on and would love to have you. Um, and thanks for joining us tonight. And, um, so we're going to kind of, we, so let's, let's kind of transition back. We've moved further and further from our I mean, topic. Yeah, it, it um, but so overall, I don't even how do we start there? I don't even remember. But overall, what did you think about the series? I really enjoyed the series. I um, I thought it was sweet. I thought I was really glad whenever we moved past when we moved past the like we're gonna be sneak around. I mean, like I feel like this like we're gonna sneak around our parents 
subplot in superhero movies about teenagers is just, it gets old really, really fast. Um, and so I'm glad that they, and it's not surprising because like teenagers tend to be a little bit that way about life. So it's reasonable to think that, okay, she's going to try and be sneaky, but yeah. it's also reasonable. Like they have a good family dynamic. So I think it's, I'm really glad that they decided to go that direction. Right. But I, I, one thing I like about that as far as her not hiding it, and it's actually the conversation she has with her dad, the first conversation she has with her dad after he knows. And she says, you didn't raise me to do nothing for people that need help. Right. And I think that's very much bringing the religion back into play is mm -hmm. like, you know, is, is, is different as Christianity and Islam can be in places. There are still some core tenets. Like you have gifts. You're meant to use them. Right. You're not meant to hide them away. Right. Don't be hiding that light under a bushel. Um, Joker, that email is, uh, the science fictionary at gmail.com. Marissa is going to post it here in the chat for you too. But, um, so I, I like that, you know, from, from the, the perspective of the family, like, once she, you know, she has these gifts, she's meant to use them and they don't try to pull her back from that. Right. Um, I feel like the show as a whole was the, the, the family dynamic was really sweet start to finish. Mm -hmm. uh, last episode, we had some really, really good generational healing mm -hmm. going on, which uh, is really good and something I can relate to. I, I know everybody doesn't necessarily relate to that, but it really kind of hits home for me. Yep. I mean, and that's, that's an important part of being a functional family because, right, there's, there's always going to be imperfect things in, in your past, in your family's history. There are going to be painful things. There are going to be people who maybe could have dealt with painful things better, but ultimately if we can all, you know, still love each other and you know, I think that's a really important, I think that's a really important, especially kind of in, in the culture that we're in right now where it's become even easier than ever to just sort of write your family off, you know, to have story, yeah. you know, and, and for a really long time, stories about teenagers have been like teenagers, cool parents, stupid. I mean, that's kind of been, that's been a trend in entertainment, right? Directed towards this demographic for a really long time. Uh, so it's always really great to see families functioning the way that families ought to. And yeah. especially, I mean, obviously it's fantastical and it's weird and it's crazy, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I feel like the family dynamic also gives it, makes it a lot more grounded. Right. It uh, feels like it's a real world kind of thing. So Joker, I did check out the videos that you had uh, directed us to uh, the last couple of weeks. I did after last week's episode, I got on and watched several of, of those videos. Um, I really like the guy. Like I like a lot of what he had to say. Um, and I do agree as far as, you know, I don't know how much of it was reshot. And I guess eventually we'll kind of get uh, better specifics on how much it was reshot but I, I do understand there was some reshooting it, you know, if all of that is true, this will be the first place. I think th at any point that I have applauded Bob Chapek. 
uh, because of what the reshoots were about, regardless of what the reshoots were about, if this is the result, then they made the right choice. Yeah. I mean, and, and things reshoot a lot. Well, but it sounded, you know, again, I don't know where this comes from as any sort of official source. You probably won't ever hear it from an official source. Yeah. That it was a little heavy handed uh, politically, um, mm -hmm. uh, religiously, uh, and a, a little more woke. And that they, that's true. Uh, Pasha does know people working on the series. And so that was, um, that was where I heard that initially. So, yeah, it sounds like it sat on the shelf waiting to be released and they ended up calling it back in and this was the result of the reshoots. And they did. I thought they did a really nice job of, you know, addressing things. I mean, there, there's no mistaking like the cultural bias of your characters, right? They are who they are. Their, their culture is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and their their point of view is obviously... And that's fair. Like, you want your character exactly. to have a realistic point of view. Exactly. Like, you don't want, you know, you don't want your Pakistani characters to be a mouthpiece of, you know, uh, the British Empire, right? That's not, that's not going to be realistic. But the story, and you know, the story was inherently religious and inherently um, Pakistani without you know, like it really just beating you over the head with any of it. Um, I felt, and you know, and I, you, you know, we've had this discussion before. I don't like, I don't like to be preached at for my entertainment. I, right. which is why I tend to avoid uh, Christian movies because I don't like to be preached at. It's not my favorite thing, but I thought that they did a nice job kind of walking that that line here in this story right so yeah no i i thought that i thought they addressed some important things while not being heavy-handed or or even just like beating you over the head with it i, I didn't feel like mm -hmm. i didn't you know again I, i'm the same way i don't want to be i don't watch entertainment to be preached at no. So go listen to a preacher. Phone and, and I don't, and like Marisha said, I don't watch things that I might even 100% agree with, like a lot of Christian cinema that just want to beat you over the head, but you know, beat you over the head with some subpar version of the gospel. Um, do I think if it's even the gospel? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, or, or some sort of like, you know, raw raw social version of and, and that's always the thing about things like this is you're not you're not entertainment is is very rarely going to present a particularly well-rounded view right of a religion so the best you can hope for is it to be is is that it is representative um and so you know not being not being muslim but you know, from what I know about Islam and just what I know about Abrahamic religions in general, it seems to be uh, representative in a positive way, which I think is, you know, what, what I think that's what the story needed. Yeah. Um, so overall, let's talk just Kamala's arc. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get the full, well, let, let's just go ahead and talk about the big elephant in the room here. Um. I did not expect to hear the word mutation followed immediately by the X-Men 97 theme. Right. But. 
so here, crazy. Here we are. And of course, that was David's thought. I think David kind of went on a tirade and a text message here before we started. He did. Um, and I, he's going to do his own video. He's not able to be here tonight. So he will be doing a separate video to talk to break it down. And, and that'll be good because he hasn't been able to be here for a lot of our breakdowns. And he doesn't feel he feels a little differently about the series than we do, I think. Probably. And he, and he would probably feel differently about it still if he watched it with his sisters. He, right. And if he watched it with his girlfriend. Yeah. So um, I am curious to see. I, I love where the character's going. I love all this. Uh, but the fact that we just got our first mutant and that we spent six weeks hanging out with this mutant before we knew that was what was going on is uh, yeah, is interesting. I'm a little shocked that they went that route. Of course, that's... Um, and and that's actually Joker. That that particular statement uh, that actually reflects David's sentiments exactly. Is why are we? Why couldn't we just do one or the other? Why did we have to mix these things up and make it overcomplicated? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I to some extent agree. Like we didn't necessarily need to do Gen and mutants. Um, and I don't know why they're doing it. Um, I don't know why they chose. I mean, I know I know why they chose mutant over Eternals. Uh, Inhumans. I mean, yes, mutants over Inhumans. Because that show was a disaster and they didn't want to go back there. But yeah, I, think I also just... think that they might be going to uh, make the two not quite so separate things going forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And I think that they're, I think that the Jinn are still... The Nora dimension, I think, is is going to turn out to have been some way tied up with the Cree. I think that there's That's still, possible. you know, there there's some kind of connection there. There's it it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. We still don't know the whole story, and we probably won't until the the Marvels movie. But um, it's. I don't know why. I think with doing Jen, I, I I know why they did Jen and Mutants. Um, one because Mutant was as close as they wanted to go to making her an Inhuman, right? Um, but I think they're gonna maybe connect Mutants and Inhumans. It makes no sense to have Mutants and Inhumans. It's just confusing for yeah. I mean, it's 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 confusing for your average moviegoer. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's going to be some sort of connecting of those two in some way. I don't know what it'll be. I mean, I think you could very easily, you know, say that people with, you know, a genetic connection, a genetic marker from an inhuman, you know, descended from inhumans could carry a, you know, a mutated gene. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I'm curious where they're going to go, but I think they needed some way to, they wanted to do that but they also wanted very much to make her powers more cosmic. Yeah. Well, and clearly it does. She's more than just a mutant. Right. And, and obviously she has some kind of particular tie to Carol Danvers beyond just, you know, kind of the hero work she's got going on. Um. But I, I like where we left it. Um, we had a lot go on. I mean, I thought, I. what did you think about the, the scene at the school? Man, that woman is deplorable. 
Yeah, that character they've made a, made pretty horrible. I thought that we were going to get some, uh, that maybe we were going to find out she wasn't actually human. Yeah. Um, there towards the end, but we didn't. Um, I do wonder, it seems like there's some sort of division going on within the, uh, uh, what is it, uh, DODC. Mm-hmm. I think there's some sort of division brewing there and and maybe some group has it, it maybe even we we know we know now we're getting this uh Thunderbolts film and maybe they've got people on the inside in damage control or uh some other group that's less than savory has infiltrated either control. that or she just personally has an agenda yeah, and and I mean it's possible since they didn't give us anything that that mm-hmm. she was just an asshole. Yeah, she was she was very unlikable. Um, but you know, um, I mean the scene the scene in the school was I really thought for a minute there that they were going that they were going full on villain with Comron. Like there were a couple of minutes there, I was like, okay, this is it. This is his. This is his breakout moment where he, you know, goes to the dark side, basically. Um, yeah. And I think they definitely flirted with that. But I I was a little surprised that that's not the direction they went. But um, I think it will, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it from here. Um, because I was really expecting to see him as kind of the anti-hero or just straight up the villain going yeah. forward. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about the comics. So I don't really know where they're going with that character. Um mm-hmm. you know, we do leave off with him with the red daggers. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with his character. I I found his character to be kind of less than compelling there at the end like he's fine uh but like he was almost more interesting if you had just committed to making him a villain yeah i mean yeah i mean you could but it's probably not the biggest hit if you make the boyfriend the villain then you have to have a redemption arc for said boyfriend. Right. And then it's problematic. You know, and of course, you know, looking at it, looking at it this way, I would say that she's got three choices and she's making the worst of the three, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like she, she's, I don't know. I mean, your, your red dagger might be a little bit of a wild card too. Bruno's definitely the safe choice. He's such a doll who wouldn't go for Bruno. Bruno's a sweetheart. Bruno's very like invested in her. Um, I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Bruno's character. Um, you know, if he shows back up, I mean, I don't know if we're doing, I don't know if we're doing a season two of this show or if she just moves straight into the movies from here. I mean, we know she's going to the. Uh, That's true. Going straight to the big screen next, so it'll be curious. I'm curious to see once. That's the thing we don't know yet about these Disney Plus series yet. Yeah. If when they move a character to the big screen, will they come back to the small screen after that? 
Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really, I think they will. I, I, that, that's my theory. Oh, I know. Poor, poor Bruno. <laughs> um, so what else would you, would you think about what was your favorite moment in this episode? What episode, what, what made you, what scene made you cry this week? Oh, her and her dad there whenever they're sitting on the roof. Well, that, I mean, the, that's really the heart and soul of this mm -hmm. show is the family. Yeah. That's why this, that's why this show, it reminds us so much of the old uh, TGIF shows, you know, yeah. Family Matters and, and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. uh, or even older uh, family, family shows. It's, it's, it has, shares a lot of similar dynamics. It does. Um, and, and yes, classic 80s style television. And it's something that's been missing from TV for a long time. And I'm, I'm really glad that that's where this ended up. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just for me, like, like you said, Joker, this is not, this wasn't written for me or you, like right. I enjoyed it. I think they did a lot of really cool, fun, creative things. It has a lot of charm, but it was written for my kids. You know, kind of the irony of it is they they did all the really contrived, like, sitcom, you know, like, family drama sitcom tropes and WandaVision. Mm. And then they were like, all right, now we're going to straight up make that show. Right. Well, they did the tropes in WandaVision, except they were all broken. The, yeah. Um, but because, but the, this is kind of, this is like the real life. I mean, in universe, real life, you know, version yeah. of that. But um, I just really, you know, in, in the end, whenever, you know, they've got the, you know, the whole, everybody, you know, stands and around her and, um, you know, and it's like, like you've got the whole crew and you've got the, even the cops standing there, you know. Um, I mean, because like, it's just... It's just sweet, you know, it's it's yeah. because she is clearly a just trying to be just trying to do the right thing. Like, and they, when that's that. what I do, like, um, you know, I know they're, I know to some extent they can be less interesting characters, but mm -hmm. um, it's the reason I'm a Captain America fan and not just the MCU. Like I've always been a Captain America fan. There's a yeah. reason there's a big giant shield hanging back here because he's a character that I relate with mm -hmm. more, you know, for very personal reasons, relate with right uh, more than any other comic book character. And, you know, one of the things about him is that he is good. Mm -hmm. He will do the right thing, even if it kills him. Right. And uh, it's good to have characters like that. Um, Spider-Man is very much that kind of character a lot yeah. of the times, uh, especially this this current iteration of Spider-Man is very much he's going to do the mm -hmm. right thing. Yeah. There we go. Make sure we put that up there. So if uh, if you watch this, I think Joker's the I think you're the only one in the chat right now. But uh, if anybody sees this tonight before uh, seven thirty Pacific, uh, jump over there and check out Joker Voice. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying, you know, especially after 
WandaVision and Loki. Um, and, and not as much Hawkeye, but definitely WandaVision and Loki, where there was just a lot of, we're going to do a thing. You know, uh, it's just, you know, we're, we're going to do our thing. Where I'm going to do my thing, I, it, it's that looking out for number one, you know. And ultimately, you realize that whole rest of the world be damned. Wanda and Loki are both going to look out for number one, um, at, at least at this point in their story. It's really nice to see somebody who's really... I mean, and she's she's young, and so I'm sure she'll get a little less starry-eyed as we go on. But really looking for the right thing. Like, really, really cares about the right thing as such. Not just, like, is going to do the thing that seemed like the thing to do at the moment. But, like, really spends a lot of time thinking about how to be the good person. How to, what, what does it mean to be a good person? And how, am, how do I be a good person now that I can do these things? Right. So I really, really uh, enjoyed that. Um, but I mean, things I really loved about the show, uh, some of the same moments you did, the, the moments between the family, I specifically love the moment towards the end. Um, I love that the, and, and of course we predicted this all the way back when her mother made her the Hulk costume that her mother would eventually be the one that makes her costume. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I loved, I loved that scene. And it looks really good. It does. That's actually something I want to mention. Mm -hmm. The fact that the costume's not CG. Yeah. Um, I'm, you can I'm, see the, you can see the zigzag stitches. I'm tired of the CG costumes. Um, I think that's something that they're doing that is completely unnecessary. Mm -hmm. uh, welcome to the chat, Charles, by the way. Thanks for popping in. Um, if you've, if you've seen the show, let us know what you thought. Um, but I'm a lot of the CG show, the CG suits just don't look great. The ones in the movies have mostly looked fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ones in the TV show, particularly Moon Knight, I just yeah. didn't care for the way. Now, you know, I can headcan and write it off as, oh, it's mystical, it's magic, it's, but it doesn't look great. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I really appreciate, you know, so this costume, back when I was making the first round of one of the girls what was going to be Black Widow and the other one was going to be Mockingbird. And they were really little. They were like, three and four at the time they were really, really young. And I'm like, man, I don't want to put a spandex bodysuit on my three-year-old. Right. So I was really looking for something where I felt like we could be a little girl and we could still be recognizable as our character. Um, and this is actually, I, I think Andrew Drake, he's like, look, why don't you find, you know, look up some pictures of Miss Marvel. I know she's kind of got that look going on a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really appreciate the the vibe that she has that we don't have to. I mean, she's 16. It's not like we've never over-sexualized 16-year-olds in the history of entertainment. No, they certainly could have gone that route. But I mean, this character, you know, it doesn't make sense. Um, and so that they went very 
um, you know, youthful in her look and that she's, you know, still, you know, her, her, her look is, a, you know, culturally appropriate for, um, the world that she lives in, which would have been culturally appropriate for the world, the way I grew up, you know, like I wouldn't have never been caught dead in a black bodysuit as a teenager because I was just that person. And so it was kind of nice, you know, but back then to have some, you know, kind of a reference for like, okay, that I just the look that she could be, she could be a superhero and she could be really cool, but she could still be retain her, her youthful kind of, yeah. um, um, her kind of vibe, her youthful vibe. I do wish, though, as far as things I wish had been in subset, I really liked it. I really thought it was a good finale, particularly mm -hmm. the personal arc. Um, yes. The the pro the the thing is, and and the, this is my only gripe, and it's not even a gripe about this show. They will do this and show Muslims in this light, which is fine. This is the way a Muslim family would be about what she's wearing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even her as a Muslim would, mm -hmm. would be, want to be modest. They would never, the MCU would never in a million years do a Christian character like this. No, that's true. Because that would be oppressive and right. problematic. I have my own fraught opinions about. Right. And again, modesty. that's not a, that's not even a critique of this show. It has nothing to do with this yeah. show. I think this show did what it should, but I know that watching this, as a Christian, that we would this, never is, see. this is the closest I will ever get to seeing my Christian values represented in the MCU. Because Hollywood isn't that interested in treating Christianity with that much respect. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, you know, historically, we have rarely seen Islam depicted this well. This is kind of groundbreaking. Um, in a really long time, we haven't seen anything other than religious, specifically religious movies portray religious people this well yeah. generally religious people are just portrayed badly christians muslims jews everybody it's like they're religious let's throw them under the let, let's make them the butt of all the jokes yeah so it was nice to see to see that kind of um dealt with well and you know it'd be nice to see be nice to see my world um <laughs> right. depicted as is with as much care but not but I, I can't go places and see you know right and see christianity portrayed well um just not usually in hollywood right um no i mean like you know a lot of people are still sleeping on the chosen but it's one of the best shows on tv right Man, now and if you if you are religious and you have not seen the chosen you are missing out it is phenomenal if anyone who is involved in the making of the chosen is looking for a costumer please hire me that's just what i want to do with my life <laughs> you're tired of working on these movies that never never quite seem to release and or that like my grandfather's like what is this movie about and countries. i'm like i ain't telling you what this movie's about <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um, um. So my only gripe, um, when we set up, when we set off to do the school scene, the school fight, mm -hmm. we were definitely leaning into a home alone sort of aesthetic yeah. with the, with the way, you know, planning it out on the board and all mm -hmm. that. 
and it felt like it just is a little flat. It could have delivered a little better. Like, I mean, I didn't get to see, you know, I I would have liked... Nobody's head set on fire? (laughs) Right. I would have liked to have seen some people go down a little harder. Um, You know, the only ones that really get hit hard. Now, the, the... uh, the 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 chemistry set, the elephant oh, toothpaste or whatever it is, so was a really fun one. That was a great, very Home Alone gag. Um, yeah. But it's the only one other than Comron uh, just smashing people with lockers that really does anything to anybody. Oh, man. And that was the moment where I was like, ew, I think we're going to go kind of dark here. But they didn't. Hey, well, uh, thanks for uh, dropping by for a, for a minute anyway. Uh, yeah. We're going to start trying to wrap up here in a minute. We are, uh, if you're, if anybody is still a Charles or Dragon Buddy, if you're still in the chat, we are planning a big roundtable episode on this episode sometime right away. So catch up. Uh, so once you catch come up, join. if you want to come join us for the roundtable, we'd love to have you. It'll be fun. Too bad we don't actually have a round table. Hey, Dragon Buddy and Charles were on my last round table episode for uh, uh, Tolkien, and it, it's currently by, like, you know, several thousand percent my most viewed videos. <laughs> yeah. There's something to be said for that. <laughs> um, so. maybe, maybe they were the magic uh, element. I, I mean, I, I'm certainly going to go there. Like, I'll, I I'll say fair. that. Like, that's a fair I, you Conclusion. know, who cares that it was a mistake, a case of mistaken identity. I, <laughs> I made it look too much like something else, totally by accident, but hey, it worked. It worked. Maybe. <laughs> if I could figure out how to crack that code, right? maybe we could get some viewers on here. <laughs> I do appreciate those of you that, uh, that pop in there. Yeah. And it's, um, it's really, it's always fun to have big groups of people and, and talk about the things. So we'll definitely, but. Yeah, I would have loved a little more follow through on the um, on the um, kind of home alone idea of that, and you know, instead of because it really just kind of results in them running around for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. It's more like a Scooby Doo chase scene than, yeah. especially since they do the thing with all the the matching sweaters, the, all the hoodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know. I didn't even like make a home alone connection in my head. So I didn't have any like expectations, but now that you say it, I was like, yeah, they were kind of setting that up. Weren't they? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really kind of my only gripe. I felt like that scene just could have been a little more, a little more fun. I think it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but I, I feel like it's more running around than anything actually happening. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but overall for the episode, I love her arc. I love her final arc. I love how her and her parents embrace this new gift that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that again, that the, the suit comes from, from the mother and the name mm-hmm. comes from her father and yeah. It's very um, sweet. Oh, oh, we're so shocked. <laughs> Because <laughs> the dad had the speakerphone on. Right. I was like, oh, geez, yeah. We all know those people. <laughs> my mother. My mother is those people. If anyone's keeping track. My general rule of thumb in, on that is if you don't want me to participate in your phone conversation, then turn the speaker off. Otherwise, I will participate. He will. Pre- Sometimes if he just hears what's happening, he'll still participate. 
why not? I heard it. <laughs> Somebody's talking too loud or a phone is turned up way too high. If I can hear the person on the phone. Like anytime I'm on the phone with my sister, it's like a free for all. Andrews <laughs> just assumes that he's part of the conversation. <laughs> so, um, but like overall, like series as a whole, what'd you think? I really loved the series. Um, I thought it had a lot of heart. I, and it wasn't perfect. There are some things I was like, eh, I could have like, There, there were some, th like, you know, I, I feel like the, like, we've got to keep it a secret shtick went on a little bit too long. Um, some of the CGI, like, in the bouncing, I feel like looked a little bit funny. Um, See, I thought it looked great. Um, there were a few moments when she and Biggins that I thought looked a little weird. But let's be honest, like, that's kind of the same problem with uh, Mr. Fantastic. I don't really know what the right way to make a stretchy person look natural. Not look dumb. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of always the problem with making a Mr. Fan, you know, a yeah. Fantastic Four movie is how do you make this look interesting and not just goofy? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, for all of that being said, I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think you're right, Joker. I think that this, is going to connect to a lot of things. Yeah. I think that they showed us little bits of lots of things. We're definitely tying directly into the Marvels. In fact, I think we just saw the first scene from the Marvels here as, as at the end. Right. Spoiler, if you're still here, Dragon Buddy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the little, the, the, her disappearing to wherever and Captain mm -hmm. Marvel popping into the room. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't love the old Captain Marvel costume, but this one looks better. Yeah, I thought it looks good. And it's still Brie Larson, but it did look better. Um, yeah. All that being said, like, you know, I'm still going to hold out some hope because, you know, go back and watch old videos with Brie Larson. Like, she used to be a lot of fun. Um, and maybe maybe our, you know, new young actress here can mm -hmm. bring, that on bring a, little a little fun out of, out of her. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like Captain Marvel is particularly fun as um, a movie. But I do think, I, I do agree, Joker Voice, with this. Like, I agree with everything there. It connects to a lot of important things, not to mention it's our first mutant. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think they threw the Ten Rings in that scene for nothing. There's definitely a connection. In fact, I'm going to hold out a little hope that Chang-Chi shows up in the Marvels. I really do enjoy, what's his name? Simulio. Mm. He is a lot of fun. Oh, the Padawan. Aren't the Padawans cute? Yeah, if they ever come back from camp, we'll uh, let them finish right. up covering this thing. I'll go into music camp. and You know they haven't called me once. Not yeah. once. Yeah, even uh, I was talking to one of the chaperones. She's like, yeah, so did you want to call and talk to your mom and dad? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Padawans don't need me. Don't love me anymore until somebody gets sick. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll need me so much. Yep. Um, but overall, I think great episode. I can't wait to talk to everybody about this one Absolutely. and hear a lot more sides uh, to 
what they thought. And uh, also keep an eye out. I don't know when, but at some point, David's going to be doing his own video covering yes, the series. Yes. And I think Maddie too, his girlfriend who we've been saying like, bring your girlfriend. See, this is our, this is our secret plan is to like rope David's girlfriend into also doing podcasting so that whatever they like decide to move like further down their relationship path, he won't be, uh, bail on us. This is my plan in life. <laughs> I've got it all figured out. Whatever works. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, our coverage of Miss Marvel, the Miss Marvel finale, and the series as a whole. Overall, I'm going to still say it's my number two MCU series. You got any idea where you would rank it? I don't know. Like, I really, really like WandaVision. That's fair. I really it was like it, Loki. WandaVision was, you know, took the most the most chances, the most mm -hmm. risk. So, you know, it, it, it kind of took a big, maybe, maybe big swing. Maybe two or three. Okay. I'll say two or three. Like Moon Knight, it's definitely above Moon Knight. Definitely above Hawkeye. Like Hawkeye was fine. It was just like, it was fine. Um, which is funny because it's like your favorite. I, I, I can't decide just yet. Okay. So I'll go with two or three. All right. Well, uh, so let everybody know where they can find you online if you're still there, if you're still online. I am occasionally online. Like, okay, it's like really five weeks till Dragon Con. Like, I really have to get costumes done. And um, so the question will be, will I, maybe I'll assign one of the kids to take, that's what I'll do. I'll assign one of the kids to take pictures so that I can have something to put on my Instagram, which is princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. On yep. Instagram and P Padawans on Twitter. Yep. Ha right. ha. I got it right this time. All right. So you can um you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can find the Science Fictionary podcast and Coruscant Radio Underground anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com. And I think that's gonna do it. Uh, we will see you soon. And until next time, may the force be with you. Thank <laughs> you.